Hey guys, in today's episode, we look back at the craziness of week nine and, and we see if what we saw was fact or fiction. Welcome to the Coach and Commish Podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You are here with the Coach and Commish. I'm Chris and Sean here is to my right. And today we're going to look back at week nine. It was a it was a crazy regular football week with upsets that should not have happened. Low scoring. That's what I would say is the headline. Yep. And that affects fantasy for the rest of us when we have the upside down of what week nine was. Yeah. So we're going to go over some headliners from week nine. And I'm going to toss it to the commission here. I'm going to ask him fact or fiction on all these statements that I'm going to make based on what we saw in the week nine. All right. All right. We're going to start it off on Thursday night. I watch that game and I say, Jonathan Taylor will be RB1 now as Derrick Henry is out. Fact or fiction? Uh, yeah, I, th- I absolutely think this is a fact. I think we're for sure going to see him take over that number one role. He was already on his heels um, to go with as far as the rushing um Yards. Yeah, as far as yards. So, yeah, I I think it's a... I mean, there's guys like Cook, Cooks and um, Kamara, and, but really, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Okay. All right, fact or fiction, the Browns are better without OBJ. Yeah, this is one that it, we don't even need to, like, see the future. We've seen in the past. It's fact. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they are a better team. Baker's a better quarterback. Okay. Fact or fiction, fantasy owners should be worried about Dak Prescott's performances last week. Um, I mean, it's not great to see, but he is coming off of a, a week with um, an injury. I don't know if that affected it at all, but I'm not worried, no. So I fiction. think this is the first fiction that I would say. If, if somebody's worried in your league, I'd go get Dak Prescott. All right. Based off of week nine here, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, is a startable quarterback in fantasy for the rest of the season. No. Ooh, all right. I don't think so. I think because he doesn't have Calvin Ridley, his weapons, you know, are Pitts and I mean Cordell Patterson is legit the second option there. So I'm I'm definitely not I mean, matchup wise, this shows you that you can definitely take a shot at Matt Ryan, especially in like a six touchdown, six point per touchdown league. But yeah, no, he's definitely not somebody that I'm putting on my roster and then saying, Hey, I have my quarterback I mean, for the season. He finished at QB three above guys like Dak and Baker. All right, Mahomes, Stafford. It's just a weird week. But I wanted to see if you thought those numbers could carry. Yeah, I was going to look up here. Let's see. So, yes, he he finished his QB3, but he also – oh, he's actually been pretty good this season. So I can't – I was going to try to pick apart his, his last rest of the season, but he's actually had some very good weeks. Um, he, again, he's a waiver wire guy that you can start, but he's he's not cracking my top 12 rankings most weeks. Okay. Here's another one. Fact or fiction, the Bills are all hype based off a cake schedule to start the year and then them only scoring six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is a, I'm going to, I don't know, if I can take in the middle, like people will hype them up as the Super Bowl favorites um, for the AFC. And I think that was a little bit of too much hype. But what we saw last week is not what they are. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be a contender. I don't think that they're the best team in the AFC. Maybe second third fourth but 
yeah, I don't know if, if you're asking me, I don't know, give me a clearer line of what's fact and fiction. Are they Super Bowl favorites or what's your Yeah, Super Bowl favorites fact? That's how far I'm I going. think that's fiction. I, I think okay. I would put probably at least three or four other teams ahead of them. Okay. All right, the fact or fiction, the Chiefs will miss the playoffs based off their 13-7 win over the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. Yeah, it's it's rough to see, but I just don't see a world where Patrick Mahomes allows them to miss the playoffs. Uh, there's seven spots to get in now. I think they, they make it into one of those final ones. It's possible they don't win their division, but they are tied still. I think they all have five wins at this point, so I'm I'm still going to take the, the odds of them making it, so that's fiction. All right. Fact or fiction, Sam Darnold is a terrible be, quarterback. <laughs> will be fact. benched next week. We know that for a fact off his performance. <laughs> but will Sam Darnold be benched for week 10? I, I feel like they want this shoulder injury to be a thing just so they can have the out and bench the dude. I, like, legitimately, <laughs> I think they wanted to bench him last week, but they were like, well, he's he's throwing fine. I guess we can't use this as the excuse. Uh, I don't think it happens next week, but it's very possible that it happens in the next couple. Okay, last one here. Fact or fiction, is Aaron Rodgers a jerk? <laughs> he wasn't putting his team first. I'll put no. that out there. Um, I don't think he's a jerk for, you know, wanting, you know, making a choice for himself. That's fine. But, yeah, yeah again, I think the, the just, jerk part was the where he put them, the position he put them in, yeah. the way he... He shows no remorse. Yeah. It's just the personality of Rodgers. You got to do with it. Yeah. But. And get, like, the political answer when they ask him. He wouldn't be honest. And then he talked bad about the other guys who didn't make their choice. I'm like, yep, that's a jerk move, man. Yeah. All right. So, as a Vikings fan, Aaron Rodgers is always a jerk. <laughs> All right. So, from there, let's go to our party question of the week. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, let's go. Our party question of the week. What are some 90s trends that you missed? We're both born in late 80s. Right? Nope. No, you're 90. I'm 90. I'm 88. Jeez, I'm old. <laughs> All right, so we both grew up in that 90s time frame when we were in elementary school and stuff. Yep. But what is one trend that, or you got two here. What are some 90s trends that you missed out on? Yeah, so the 90s, for those of you that didn't get to be a 90s kid, you missed out because it's honestly the best great decade time. to grow up in. It was Phenomenal. fantastic. It was We get the best of both worlds. Like, we played outside, and we had the video games, and we had the internet starting. Like, we were able to walk around with our music. Like, yeah. The so. generation below us, back in our day, if you wanted to play friends in video games, you just couldn't jump online. You had to go <laughs> to their house and yep. bring your controller. Yep. So, I'm going to go with that outside part, and for me... You know, Super Soakers is really the one I want to emphasize, but Nerf guns can be thrown in there as well. Nerf guns are still around. I feel like the Super Soaker has died as kids don't play outside as much anymore. But the Super Soaker battles that our neighborhood would have were just the best. Like, yeah. I absolutely loved... I mean, you just would go to the store and get the biggest, baddest gun that you could find, fill that sucker up, and just blast that little kid in the face any ch <laughs> chance you got. Like, it was so much fun. You'd have, like, teams, too, you know, just banding together to to get each other but and it was perfect because it was like instead of getting shot with like a pellet gun or something like that that hurts you um you got soaked with water on a hot day so win-win <laughs> yeah yeah and then I, I was wanting to take your answers there nerf guns were a huge thing for me that i really didn't get too much of as yeah. a kid and i wish i could have gotten more of that my brother had this gun that was like the three-in-one that was like the most awesome gun it had like a little pistol that disattached from it 
it had this giant bazooka one that like legitimately i'm sure gave kids concussions with the power and force <laughs> this thing would come off this i mean it was like that big around rocket and then um it also had, I think, like a shotgun one that you could like either machine gun or push the button, which shotgun them all out. I mean, and they came out with like the 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 ammunition belt that you wore across yep. your chest. Like you were clips, ready, rocking. I mean, oh, the, when the clips came in, that was a game changer. <laughs> all right. And uh, one other thing before I give you my answer here, because I feel like I just give a bad answer there. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it going, our, our, I don't even the, know if I know what they are. But. There's a reason for them, but the, those little uh, remote control cars, RC, whatever. Oh, cars, yeah. Always wanted one. Yeah. If my parents are listening, which they aren't, <laughs> I always wanted one. So I got one like every year because yeah. I'm pretty sure my dad loved it more than we did. Like every time he was at the store, he would be like, I have to get them one yeah. of these. Like up to the point to where we were like probably 14 or 15 and we're still getting like remote control cars. Yeah. So... <laughs> What we did is we uh, we band together as uh, uh, siblings, and the next, I think probably when I was in like late high school or college, we all bought my dad a remote control for Christmas one year, because we were like, obviously you want this more than we ever did. <laughs> all right, but I'm going to go with the Jinko jeans. Those were those giant, wide leg jeans. Like parachute jeans? Pa- yeah, or they weren't jeans. parachute, but they were like... Jinko was one of the major companies, but okay. they were just like you got a small here on the waist, and we just were too poor to have the name brand whatever this yeah. is. I had like I wore one pair. I don't. I I convinced my mom to let me get it, and after she saw me wearing it, it wasn't even like the big big ones that you see um, when you look up and you Google these things. But she's like, that looks ridiculous, and then she donated that sucker. But the reason why I say I missed out on miss out on this because if I kept those or got some of them, I just looked them up. You know how much they're going for? Just a pair of those Jinko jeans? I have no idea. Like $250. Man, these things are ugly. Pair. They crap. are the <laughs> ugliest things ever. But they're, you know, retro and, and there's a limited amount out there. People are paying like 200 plus bucks for these ugly pair of jeans. Wow. That's why I feel like I missed out on it because I should resell it right now. Yep. All right, so our party question to our turntables of the week. Well, well, well. How the turntables? All right, turntables. This is where we talk our trade for or trade away targets. And, uh, Sean, I am shocked that you think this could happen. But what's your turntable pick? So my turntable pick is Dalvin Cook. I think you need to go get him. So, yes, he had 13 points last week. Yeah. He should have had over 20 points because he got a touchdown called back. Yep. Well, he was short. You were at the game. Um, And then also, I mean, he just hasn't played to his potential. He has two rushing touchdowns on the season. Like, that is ridiculous. He's easily, you know, as far as if if you made me pick someone else to be that option to get take the rushing title from Jonathan Taylor, it'd be Dalvin Cook. So he's really the only guy that I think is off limits. I wouldn't trade Jonathan Taylor for him. I would probably trade Kamara for him if I've got Chubb. I would, Chubb would have been a great option for him, but it looks like he's got um, COVID this week. So it's going to be hard to get that deal no. done right now. But I'm going to package deal what I can, you know, take a Michael Pittman and uh, some running, you know, James Connor. I would send those. Well, that's that's a little bit rich, but yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but you could probably send James Connor and a middling wide receiver or something to get. Dalvin Cook. I just think that this is the time to go get him. He's got a pretty good schedule coming up here in the next few weeks. He's passed his bye week. Looks like he's finally healthy. The offense almost beat the Ravens based on giving him more work. Um, actually, and that's really, you know, we didn't talk about it too much um, in, in the news here, but 
he that's you were at that game and it, to me it looked like they stopped going to him and then they started losing the game so i don't know what happened he had 20 yards they, in the second half or something they got too predictable they st- they stopped going to him and when they did it took only seven in the box to eat up cook and that's yeah. the offensive line issue they had uh, one of their starting guards go down and then when he went out cook really couldn't run anywhere the the uh, the linebackers for Baltimore was selling out for the rungs. They had safety help over top. They didn't care about the receivers, and they took care of Cook, who had one giant run early in the game. He was moving and shaking. Uh, then he just got shut down. I just think there's a lot of Cook owners out there who have been frustrated this year. Uh, he had some injuries, so you missed two weeks with that. He had a bye week that you've missed. He had a five-point week. Um, he's had some great weeks besides that a couple weeks ago in Dallas didn't you know really disappointed when we thought he was going to come out and perform I I don't know I last week to me 13 points didn't make him untouchable to the point where I think you should go get him before he plays the Chargers yep all right my pick here my boy Patty Mahomes we talked about him before recently so you're trading for him right yeah I'm trading away you're done. This is your boy. This is your boy, Patty I Mahomes. I want to see what I can get back for... We kind of talked about this last yeah, week. But you can, you can flip both sides. I like... The like last two weeks, I've picked somebody you can kind of look at both reasons why you mm-hmm. trade for him, why you trade away. Uh, but Mahomes, the you need immediate help now if you're trading him away. You're, you can't take this 15 or less point production. And you, you need to go... Either you can pick up a better waiver wire QB... And get something back for Mahomes. Because on the other side, if you're sitting pretty and you just need a better quarterback play, but you're in playoff contention, if Mahomes does figure it out and you give away some pieces and now you got a 30-point score at playing quarterback, that's phenomenal for you. But it's that it's that risk you're taking. Risk of trading him away because who knows? You're going to have that trader's remorse <laughs> if you trade him away and he finally clicks. But if you are not in playoff contention right now, you can't wait for him to bust out of 20 points because in my coaching hat on, that Chiefs offense is looking awful. And he's not looking great because I things that we've seen him do the past couple of years, he's not doing this season, and yeah. I don't know why. I think I heard someone say that really what they've done is they've just increased the chance for turnovers. Defenses have put them into this kind of cover two to where they're they're forcing you to run the ball, dink and dunk. And when you have to do that in, you know, 15 plays rather than two there's a lot more mistakes that can be made penalties and things like that so i think that's they're playing the odds now they're like let's yeah. see if we can make him take longer to get to that end and, zone and mahomes is not even looking at the checkdowns correctly it showed something uh, from this past week uh, i was watching espn and, and they show kelsey pointing to the outlet of where mahomes should have gone he literally pointed to the running back mm-hmm. out of the backfield <laughs> and then he throws the ball deep to like three guys and, and, you know, it comes up short. It was a bad throw. But even Kelsey's like, that's who you go to. And then he'll throw to the checkout too quick, and Kelsey's wide open over the middle. It's like Mahomes is not seeing where he should go with the ball. He's trying to force it still uh, instead of taking the smart play and allowing to move the chains. He's always looking for the big ball. So with a name like Patrick Mahomes, I really think you could go put the offer out there for any of these guys. But I want to know is there if these quarterbacks are ones that you would target. Would you target – Lamar Jackson over him. Is that a name you'd rather have? Yeah. Would you rather have Josh Allen? Mm. <laughs> After a rough week. Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady? Yeah. What about Prescott? He was somebody that's had a rough time, but has been good when he's yeah. besides last week. I take him. Okay. Stafford? Rough yeah. week this past week. Rough week he's this been, past he's week, been on fire. He's been on fire. Yeah. Rodgers? Yeah. 
Kyler Murray. Yeah. All right. And the last one here is Herbert. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree with you on Herbert. But yeah, for the most part, as far as you telling me I need to pick somebody to start the rest of the season, that's kind of where we've landed. Um, but yeah, I think that there may be somebody ready to drop him with his 7, 16, and 12 points in the last few weeks. So maybe you do try to trade for him if you've got somebody like, I don't know. I don't know. If you can just flip a... Would, would you trade James Conner at this point? I mean, I don't think I would for, for Patrick Mahomes. No. I wouldn't. It's hard if someone's offering you Mahomes, you would almost kind of come back a little lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, let's move on to our start sit segment here. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's going to become I, the my segment. Am I going to leave right now? Okay. Because... <laughs> Let's just let's before we go to this, go back to what we are. We're gonna we re- did, review the uh, yeah. the standings here. Three weeks here for starts and sits. So I am one and two with starts, and you are two and one with your start picks. So you, you doubled me up. Then on your sit picks, I am one and two, and you're three and zero. Oh. So yeah, you've out of six chances to get it right, you've gotten it right twice. Twice, and out of six chances, I've gotten it right five times. So yeah, so. right now I'm I'm winning that. Whatever we're betting on that, what I think of a dirty buffalo meal or something yep. is what we. Uh, and we put on. Uh, right now on our dock next to my name with the pick we usually put. You know, our player we want to talk about, it says suspended from giving advice at <laughs> All right. both things. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to push him on this because I want my uh, dirty buff, so I don't want him to be disqualified. So what I'll do is I'll take my time on my first one here. And you people don't have to listen to his advice, <laughs> but I do want to hear someone at, to come out for each of these. So I'll start with my start. And I'm, I'm going to dig a little deeper here. He had a great week last week, so you're probably considering starting him anyways. But Hunter Renfro Ooh. has just been on fire. And I think he's somebody who you probably just been sitting on your bench all year mm-hmm. or you picked up and you were like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to play this guy. But the targets are just insane. He's averaging almost eight targets a game. Um, and he gets to play the Chiefs this week where we expect, we keep saying that we expect it to be a high-scoring game. Vegas has it as like the second-highest over-under. So... I am playing Hunter Renfro. I mean, I'm playing him over quite a few guys. Uh, I was going to pull up uh, what our options this week might be that I would play him over. But if you've got Hunter Renfro, I mean, I'm considering playing him over like an Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, it's been rough these few weeks. He's probably an easy one to get away from. Um, If I need a safe play, I'm probably starting him over a Devontae Smith. He blew up this past week, but I'm not. I'm not chasing those points. I think if you need somebody who you know is going to get you a solid 10 points, that's Hunter Renfro, and it's not Devontae Smith. Um, Another one, if you had Marvin Jones, a Christian Kirk, if you have... Uh, even even Julio at this point, I'm I'm playing Renfro. I just I really like the position he's in. They don't have you know the other option in rugs now with that unfortunate situation. They'll take a little bit for Deshaun Jackson to come on. I like Renfo. I think he's one of Derek Carr's favorite pieces, and he's getting touchdowns even. Yeah, so. the the targets are going Renfro, Waller, and then Kenyon Drake. Yeah, out of the backfield, the running back two in Oak. I mean, in Logan, in Las <laughs> Vegas. Like who knows? Jacob sometimes gets in and out of the lineup with little bumps and bruises, but that's a passing option. Yep. All right, and then let's let's get a, a start from you that no one should start. All right, so. Um, this is not just Disclaimer, recency careful. bias, but Pat Fryermuth. Okay. Um, and it'll kind of coincide with my sit, so I could start the sit segment here in a second. But Fryermuth's two touchdowns on Monday night, I don't think it's going away. You saw how bad 
Roethlisberger's arm was. Yeah. When he tried it, he geared up for that. Like he took like four hop steps and only got the ball 30 yards. Like it was not the big Ben that we we've known in yesteryears. So he loves himself that tight end check down. And Fryermuth is getting himself into the offense. And I say he's a start. All right. So I'm going to give you a few names here. I think these guys are most likely who you are going to always be starting every week, and they're not in the options. But if you've got Kelsey Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Pitts, Gasicki, and Hawkinson, I think they're locked in guys. It's actually nice to say that. That was a lot of names that I was able to say that 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 people have been able to just keep in their lineups. Uh, But then you're looking at maybe a Gronk coming back from injury who aggravated it. Dallas Goddard, who we thought was going to be great, but hasn't really delivered on the lack of Zach Ertz there. Dalton Schultz, Hunter Henry, Dan Arnold. Are you starting the Muth over all of this? Uh, yeah, those second-tier names, I'm putting Muth over. Okay. Because you're looking at Schultz. Any of the gotta, first guys that I said you would consider? Uh, over Kosicki, maybe. Okay. Depending on who's playing quarterback in Miami that week. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that's definitely somebody you should be able to get in your starting lineup. For Sitz, um, I'm going to start it off, and this is a rough one to say, but <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> Antonio Gibson has been hurting people, and he just you keep putting him in because you spent a first or second round pick on him. But at some point, you've got to realize that there there's something going on with that shin. He's not right. They're not giving him. They're starting to realize it and not giving him the full workload. So I'm going to sit him against Tampa. Um, I'd start guys like. Um, Miles Gaskin, Darrell Williams. These cool. are the guys that I'm starting over and, Antonio and Gibson. You you say that going into the season, I would have thought you're crazy. All right, my sit kind of goes with my start here, but Chase Claypool, you have to sit him. I don't yeah. know if he's just completely dinged up. Uh, something just doesn't look right with him, and and Fryermuth has taken those target shares away from him. Yeah, when he's looking for a big body, it looks like that's where Ben's going now instead of Fry, um Close J pool that and his arm like we talked about doesn't look great they need to get it push it down the field but they are not able to and that would usually be where Claypool would gather yeah so sit him because he's, he used to be a wide receiver two lock now you have to roll the dice on a on a flex position for Claypool so if you've got Claypool um I'm just gonna be a few names here who, who you might consider so like a Renfro are you starting Renfro over oh yeah okay so Renfro's in Jalen Waddell, Jerry Judy, Julio, Brandon Ayuk. Are you even starting an Ayuk over him with the success we've seen recently? Yes. Almost yes on all of those. Julio's going up because there's no Derrick Henry, so I'm trusting the targets going to him. And uh, quarterback plays better on his side. All right. So, yeah, you heard it. Don't listen to what he said. And Claypool is going to go off for three <laughs> touchdowns next week. Yeah, I got that guy in a few leagues. So maybe I'm trying to use reverse psychology. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening. We got anything else, Sean? I think that's it. All right, guys. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice. 